Greetings and welcome back to Uncorked in Conversation. Hello, ladies. How are we doing tonight? Today, tonight? Hello. hello <laughs> Great. Hello. Doing well. It is, yes, wow, wow. wonderful. <laughs> it's wonderful to see your smiling faces. It's been quite a while since we chatted. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. We, it's been a while. And guess what we forgot to do? Mm. What did we forget to do? Ooh, oh my God! Yeah, ling, 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 ling. <laughs> come on, I know it's what been a minute, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> what are we sipping on tonight, ladies? Of course, it's Merlot for me. Merlot, madam. <laughs> Gotta yeah, be red. Loves, that's I'm about to say. It has to be red for her. <laughs> I'm actually sipping on, uh, you know, my usual is Chardonnay, but tonight I am um, sipping on Pinot Grigio. Ah, wonderful. A product of of Italy. So it's lighter and airier and I, you know, I think I'll enjoy that tonight. Ah, enjoy, (laughs) enjoy. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, April, I will join you. Hmm. Um, I will see your Pinot Grigio. (laughs) (laughs) Well, mine is uh, Della, uh, wait a minute, Toroso Della Regina Rose. And it's also from Italy. I got it for my birthday. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite as sweet as I like. However, mm-hmm. it's, it's doing the job. I'm still going to drink it. I know. That's right. Wonderful. Yes. Wonderful. So what's yeah. been happening since we met last, ladies? A lot. A lot what has gone not on. Happened. I know. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, one of the, the I'm just going to throw it out, the Derek Chauvin trial. Whew. Oh, <sighs> yes. I, I don't know about y'all, but first of all, I couldn't watch every when they when they talked about um, announcing the verdict and they were saying that the verdict was going to be announced whatever day it was at 4:30 or at 5 p.m. I couldn't watch it because I knew even I don't know if y'all remember but from way back when we were like watching the OJ trial, just being on pins and needles, not knowing what the jury was going to say or what the judge was going to say. The jury said and how long they were going to drag it out. And I just knew that if I just listened to it being drug out, I would spontaneously combust because I was mm-hmm. <laughs> very emotionally invested in the story of the Derek Chauvin trial, the story of George Floyd and him being murdered. Um, and and I was not going to stand for a verdict other than guilty. So I was very pleased to hear um, the guilty on all charges uh, verdict as it was announced. Um, anybody remember what those charges all were? Uh, honey, I'm gonna look them up. Um, let's see. I think second degree murder. Yeah. Oops. Um, I think was it was it second or third manslaughter or something in there? Yeah, there was. Because um, I want to say there was there was three or four charges. Yeah. Um, I know those two. I can't remember the other. I think other I forgot two. it. I think but I just you know found what? it. Um, oh. uh, Linda, I was I was not on pins and needles. Really? I mean, I, I had it in my, I knew 
it was I, I couldn't see it like like you were saying you wouldn't accept anything different i couldn't see it any other way i was True. more afraid that of what would happen if it didn't come back because i knew that people were going to tear things up and i'm just so against that because that really hurts me because when people tear up businesses they don't just they don't they don't discriminate. <laughs> They're tearing up everybody's right. business. This could be their own yeah. business, you know? Which has always troubled me. I've never understood that. Yeah. It, I'm, yes, I'm with that too. I believe in marching, have my signs, chanting, all that. I believe in all of that. I don't believe in tearing up people's property because people, they pay for their property. They care right. about their property. And, you know, I just And it's I've not their fault. <laughs> You right. know, whatever you're mad about, it's not right. the business owner's fault. So no, it's not. It, it is. It's not. So I've never, and and that's what worried me more than anything. But I, you know, just something in my in my gut was just saying there is no possible way this was seen around the world. Yeah. Not just in that state. Not just in that city. This yeah. was around the world. Could you imagine if the young lady had not recorded the event? Mm. I, it, it, they could have the results um, wouldn't have been the same yeah law enforcement could have said anything they wanted to although um you know his the, the thin blue line was was crossed here because his um his uh fellow police officers did not support him and i don't mean the ones that were right there with them i just mean overall the overall police force as um the trial went on and people were questioned and people were um called his witnesses he did not have the support of the blue line at all on his side he didn't he the blue line or the red line because though in <laughs> ems's there was like it's no way yes. that they were all troubled by that yeah. so yeah. Uh, I, yeah i didn't i was watching it periodically it was I, yeah. it, it's such an emotional toll yeah. on me i could not sit there and watch it um the whole thing so i will bounce in and out Mm -hmm. um so when the verdict did come down um i heard about it people started texting and you know yeah. put on social media facebook, i immediately yeah, yeah facebook yeah. Oh. i still immediately was not able to reconcile my feelings yet so i still yeah. did not haven't been and i still haven't i still haven't actually looked at the story myself mm -hmm to mm -hmm. process oh, yeah. everything even though i know you know he's in jail now and, and and what have you but i still haven't processed it where i am like okay now i can breathe because i've been holding my breath the whole time and, and um, yeah yeah the whole time i'm holding my breath and so now i haven't exhaled it yet put it that way so i haven't I did exhale, it to exhale it I didn't realize I was holding my breath. Isn't that crazy? Because I had not been watching it because I knew how emotionally invested I was. I didn't even know I was holding my breath. And then when I saw the verdict and, and people started sharing, it just a, a change took place in me. But to your point, I couldn't quite identify the change. It was relief, but it was just a plethora of emotions. And I, I just yeah. couldn't even identify what they all were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. just my take is that um the relief. Well, let me just say this before I touch on that. So the charges were second degree murder up to 40 years, third degree murder up to 25 years, and second degree manslaughter up to 10. 
Thank you, and Tracy. So, yes. Uh, yeah. that, the federal grand jury indicted the other officers today. Mm -hmm. We'll see ah. how that goes. Yep, um, I see that after. Yep. But, but as far as yeah. just holding your breath, it's just so unfortunate that we've seen this kind of thing, perhaps some on video where where the injustice mm -hmm. has been carried out. But again, yeah. still no justice for the victim, you know, to, right. to right. get this kind right. of this kind right. of um, outcome, if I may. Mm -hmm. So yeah, holding our breath is because we're like, is this, excuse my language, is this shit gonna happen again? Are they right. gonna get away right. with this thing again where this was blatant? Before the right. trial was over. Before right. the trial was over, it happened again. Right, exactly. Well, another right killing down the happened. street. Yeah. Right, right yeah. down the street. And so yeah. yeah, with that, so we're just and so we African Americans, black people, we've been gunned down, we've been lynched, yeah. we've been, you know, taken out, if I may, on just so many different occasions. It, it's just been so that's why, again, I agree, holding our breath, hopeful that at least this one will be justice will serve this one with a favorable outcome. Um, and in addition to that, it's been, it's been said here today, I believe, that this same Chauvin, off, Chauvin officer had also, I think in, in maybe 2019, had held a 14 year old down by the knee on his neck for 17 Whoa. minutes in this case, in that case, and beat him with a flashlight. So this what? guy, this, this is this guy's is his mo. This is who he is, and mm. so apparently he is filing some sort of appeal, appeal. Mm -hmm. because the gentleman. There was a juror on the jury who went to a rally. To a, a, and I think he had a Black Lives Matter t-shirt or, or something. So That's what they're alleging, yeah. Right, so he's appealing this because of that, meaning he was not, he did not get a fair trial. But it's my understanding that these jurors were vetted. They were. And there they were more were. white yeah. jurors than black jurors, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. um, I mm -hmm. want to say that there were eight white jurors or something like that. Um and another thing with just regards to the verdict, you know, as, as I'm watching people on social media celebrate, it wasn't just black and brown people celebrating. This, no, to your point, this murder was seen around the world. Thank goodness for that video. It was seen around the world. And I say thank goodness for it because you cannot deny what was being shown on that video, not being videotaped by officers, being videotaped by a citizen, a concerned citizen. And- right. Everybody knows that was murder. He can appeal all he likes. I don't think that it's going to make a bit of difference um, because it, the, the court of public opinion tends, in this case, tends to agree with the actual court. And um, so I think that, uh, and I'm praying that the verdict will be upheld. Well, what Absolutely. I, what's so unfortunate is that the, um, the defense was pretty much asking all of us, and I say all of us on purpose, to see, to not see what we saw. Yes. And that, and that for me was 
disrespectful. Yes. That was very disrespectful to me yes. as a as a human, as a as a citizen, as a sound mind person. You're tell you're asking me to not see this man kneel on this man's neck and kill him. You're telling me not to see that because you know, because he had some, I guess, I guess some, you know, some resistance, if I may, because we have to call mm -hmm. it as we said, he did resist. Yes, he did. But he it, did. Didn't, it didn't, it didn't call for murder. No. He's, exactly. Murder. It did, it did. Yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah. unfortunate. And then it was pitiful. And then there's this, you know, there's another, obviously another case, go, a few other cases going on where- the Oh my gosh. It's like the- well, first of all, when um, Paulette, you mentioned that there was another case um, that took place while this trial was going on. I'm, I'm believing that you're referring to the Dante Wright case, yeah, um, where I the am. young man, 20 years old, I think he was, 19, 20 years old, um, and he was in the car. Was he with his girlfriend or with someone else? Right, his girlfriend was in the car. With, yes, his okay. girlfriend was in the car. And apparently, I don't, I don't know all the details, but he was stopped. Apparently, there was a warrant for him. Um, I don't know if he tried to run to get away, run to get away and get back to his car, but he tried to drive off, from what I understand. And well, the police never, officer that shot... Got, he never got out of his car. Oh, he yes, didn't? He did. Okay. No, he never yes, he got... Did. Oh, he did? Dante White. Dante White, yes, they pulled him out. Yeah. Okay, they but they pulled him out. Freshener. They stopped him for an air freshener in the rearview mirror. He was on the yeah, phone with his mother was. and he said, he told his mother that they were asking for um, the car insurance. And she says, okay, when the cops come back, tell them I have the insurance, just put them on the phone. He got, mm -hmm. he came, he, they came back and um, he was trying to tell them and they wouldn't listen to him. They just said, get out the car, get out the car. And they pulled him, they made him get out of the car. Okay, he was okay. trying, and then he did, he resisted and got back in the car, but the, there was one cop on him that had, I, I believe, had the stun gun um, on him. But then the other cop came up, the the lady, I don't, I don't remember her name. I really don't care to remember her name. But anyway, I'm find it. yeah, I'm sure you will. And it's fine. I mean, I you know, could care less to even keep that in my memory, but I know what it be. Yeah, I know. So she's yelling, uh, taser, taser. She's yelling taser. But at no time did she ever have her taser out. She had her hand on, she had the gun out the entire time. And then, but her excuse is she thought she was reaching for her taser when she her, never had her that. taser. Right. She never had the taser. In 26 year or something like that, 20 over 20 something year veteran on the force right. and supposed to be training people. But you never had your taser out, dear. So don't try it. Don't Kimberly it Potter. Mm. Kimberly Potter is her name. I want her name out there because it needs to be said. Yeah. Yeah, you go right ahead. I'm just giving the attitude for it. I know. It's just don't do it. Don't I know that's it. right. Yeah. Don't yeah. do it. Yeah, I uh that that and again, yes, some resistance, like Tracy said, we have to call things as they are, but mm -hmm. we are black people are disproportionately meeting our demise from these regular what should be regular um officer interactions yeah. little yeah. things yeah even yes. even the other one that just happened that they just buried the man it wasn't a violent crime like he killed anybody one out are you of talking these. about elizabeth city yes yeah. Andre that's Brown. what i'm not yeah. understanding is that his you, name? You, yeah 
these yeah. people, as they want to call us, you people, they, you people, <laughs> they call yourself law enforcement. Those, why are you so yeah. intense over us, over the smallest thing? Now, you went to this man's house to serve a warrant to him on possible some drugs, but it wasn't he killed somebody, he hurt somebody, he maimed somebody, none of that. And then he's trying to get away, when he's getting away, when they're getting away from you, they are no longer a threat. That's what keeps coming right. in my head and I'm not understanding. You could get them at another time. Right. If they're leaving right. your presence, if they're getting away from you, what is the hurry to shoot and kill these people? Exactly. And what exactly. bothers me so much is that you'll see the white man in the truck. I don't know if you guys saw this on there. He was ramming the dog on police cars. One was in front, one was in the back. He had a pickup truck. He hit him back and forth. One cop was on his the side of his truck on the driver's side, on, on, on standing on the runner. He takes off with the cop in the car with him. He doesn't die. Wow. He yeah. doesn't die. And these are questions that need answers. Why is it so easy? And and I hate to to do all of the comparison, but there comes a point when you have to compare. Um, and the reason I say I hate to do the comparison is because people kept saying, yeah, well, when one of these white guys does a mass shooting, y'all take them out alive. And that is true. Different situations, different cops. That was why I didn't like to do the comparison. However, we are talking about a disproportionate number of Black people that in a small situation in the grand scheme of it are being killed pretty readily and easily by law enforcement, whereas Young people who boy. have already shot up a place are not being taken um, with lethal force. And, and that is that bothers me. Uh -huh. That, I, me, it, me that should that. have us writing letters, calling it out, calling law enforcement out, calling um, legislation out. This has got to stop. It has to stop. I'm a, let, me, let me tell you, I'm going to tell you the thoughts behind mm -hmm. all of this. I would say maybe late 80s, um, early 90s, something like that. Um, there was a lawyer and he put out this, either it was a book or something that he put out. This is the blueprint of all of the police officers who think, not all police officers, but mm -hmm. who are so ready to take us out, put it that way. Mm -hmm. The thought is black people are what they call super predators. Right. And we're super to them, we are super predators. So what you do to a predator, you you take them out. No oh, matter wow. what. Whether it is minor or major, they will have it so that they are the enemy, they are the predator we would get them before they get us. And that is the mindset that has perpetuated all of these years. Oh, wow. We need that book. Yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah, remember yeah. the lawyer's name by chance? I do not. I read it. Maybe it was an article that I read maybe a year or two ago. Okay. And I just thought about it because that is their mindset. And, and I believe, oh, I, I think what brought it up is that I believe Last year, somebody was running for something, and they said the word mm -hmm. "super predator." Well, they said which, that Nancy Pelosi called yes. black people super predators. That's what they said. That's and oh, Nancy wow. Pelosi. I didn't say that. She said yeah. she didn't say that. I don't know if she did yeah. or not. But during the eighties and nineties, that was the term that they use for black folk. They're super predators. 
Um, they're, you know, they're bringing in drugs, they're killing each other, they're going to kill us. Therefore, they are basically subhuman anyway. So therefore, uh, 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 uh. we need to just go ahead and just take them out. That's and the we don't own no planes. We don't own no planes and trains right. and all that kind of stuff to bring that stuff in here. So no, they no. do all of that and then they blame it on us. We help build this country and they blame it on us. Their kids can walk down the street with ARs across their chest, but as soon as a black person do it, they get questioned, but the white people don't get questioned. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Okay, that makes a lot of sense, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, it's a I, I, I googled um, super predator myth mm -hmm. and it is pretty much just to reiterate what you said April the super predator theory now often super predator myth is a theory and criminal criminology that became popular in the 1990s in the United States posting wow. that there are some impulsive juvenile criminals who are willing to commit violent crimes without remorse and so those are what they're considering who they're considering um super predators the super predator myth 25 so they're discussing the super predator myth 25 years later so as of 4 7 14 um they were discussing again the super predator myth so I encourage our listeners um, to in, engage in what this super predator theory is about mm -hmm. and, and hopefully um, understand, you know, what, what again, to, to just reiterate what April was saying, what this thing is really about. Um, and so um, I, um, and, and it pretty much we're, we're, we're targeting, if I may, the juvenile um, system of considering them super predators. So I, I will engage a little bit more than that. But yeah, I did hear that Nancy Pelosi alluded to um, black folk or young black men as super predators. And, and again, just pretty much taking them out. And so I think just to, to piggyback off of that, I think what happens when most of when the black men are stopped and women for that matter, um, when they appear to be getting away, we can't let them get away. So bang, 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 we're going to kill right. you before mm -hmm. we let you get away. Uh -huh. And so that's what I'm seeing here with with all of these shootings, nine times out of 10, these they're not resisting. Some of them are, I guess, trying to, you know, because th let me just say that these black men, they're afraid for their lives too now when they're stopped. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Women, they're afraid yeah. for their lives. So and women. And before yeah. you kill me, I'm going to try to get away because I know you're going to kill me. When that stop comes now, black men think that this is my death sentence. So they're, Absolutely. So they're trying to get away. My son, for example, he, he was stopped. Apparently, he was thought to be someone else. Um, apparently, this guy used his name or some kind of way he looked. You know, they say all Black people look alike, but that is not true. But apparently, he looked like someone else. And what's unfortunate 
is that because a lot of our black men are wearing the, their hair natural so it does appear that some of them are looking alike just based on their hairstyles you know mm -hmm. and that's why i encourage our black men our young black men because I'm just want to say that our older black men do have belts on, but our younger generation, pull your damn pants up because yeah, without even alone, you look like the next guy because all your right pants now. are moving down. So yeah, with right. that said, he, my son was pulled over. The cops, the police officers said he looked like someone else. He had his ID, he had everything he needed. He was not that person. They made my son, and this was in a in, in a cold month, like maybe February. They made him take his jacket off. They made him take his shirt off. He had a t-shirt on. He they made him take his t-shirt off out in the middle of the street because whoever they were looking for had a tattoo on their back. So they made my son take his clothes off for the most part to make sure he was not that guy that had the tattoo on his back. So yeah, my, son not was not, my son was not that guy with the tattoo on his back, but yet they still handcuffed him and detained right. him for an hour. You know? And so yeah. what I encouraged my son to do was go to the, the police stations in this area and just say, hey, I'm not that guy. I'm right. not that guy. Tell them all that I'm not that guy because you guys are stopping me and I'm not that guy. You right. may... God forbid he run into a trigger happy somebody and he's yeah. not that guy. Right. You know, so it's right. so unfortunate. Our black men are afraid. And I've heard that the, the police officers, they're afraid because they're, they're, there are people carrying guns and they're getting killed too. So the police yeah. officers are just as afraid, but our black men are afraid. We are running for our lives, literally. It, as well as the women we are yeah. we see that siren we have a whole psyche that that we and know. not just afraid afraid and endangered because it's it's you know right, it, it's right. fear for a reason we are literally endangered and they, and they say yeah. that, that everybody wants to go home well the police officers need to take that same approach when they stop right. make a stop everybody wants to go home including that person you just stopped they want you yep. want them to go home and you want to go home too. Mm -hmm. I personally think something has to give where I, I really, and, and I'm going to ask you guys a question to kind of uh, do some linkages between the uh, the police brutality and then also black on black crime. But my question um, or my thought is, what is it that we can do to bring more awareness and to start get, and to get police departments to start to realize or, or to actually take some action, because I think they realize what is happening, but to take some action, there obviously needs to be some reform. I don't necessarily think it's defunding, as we mentioned in an earlier episode, I had talked about defunding, but absolutely not. Maybe we need to add funds because maybe there needs to be some better training. Maybe there needs to be some better psychological screening, all of mm -hmm. those things. I am personally prepared to write to these um, police departments, the Minnesota Police Department, I want to write to first to let them know my outrage. I want to say they need to understand you're on the hot seat right now. We are Black mothers, sisters, aunts, 
cousins, grandmothers, and you're going to stop killing our men and women. You're going to stop this. Our future, these young people hold our future in their hands. If you continue to try to eliminate us, what are we going to have? Who is going to be here to be left behind to carry on our legacy if you keep doing this to us? And it doesn't matter to you, but guess who it does matter to? It matters to us. And I'm prepared to write to say, hey, we need to, we got to stop this. We got to stop it. And we see you. We see Uh you, you know? So Uh I just, I uh. I do agree with that. I do agree with, um, as you mentioned, training, um, Mm -hmm. better psychological um, assessment. Screening. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, But also I think recruitment should be a big part of it. Maybe we should start recruiting our own um, more black men and women on the force. Um, we can enforce ourselves, maybe going to the high school, start recruiting there mm. um, and getting to the mindset that, you know, there are some good police officers and you can be one too, you know, that type of theory. Absolutely. I like that. Um, other than that, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I know money talks, so yeah. I don't agree with defunding it, but definitely pull resources to 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 into diversity. Right, um, may make a difference. I'm just gonna I say I agree. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I was thinking about what happened in Virginia Beach. Yeah, that police all that police officer wasn't white. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we don't know the details. You know, and all of that is happening here, this and that, you know. That brings me to a question. Why is it that mm-hmm. every time something happens in Virginia Beach, nothing comes out? I still don't know what happened in the um the mass shooting. The, the mass, mass shooting. shooting that happened Let me tell at you, the courthouse. I still don't know what happened about that. There are always But I'm gonna tell you. Wow. You remember when it first happened and they talked about the fact that that young man, they believed that young man had been bullied. I remember how they worded it. They said they believed he had been bullied. That is your answer. And nobody wants to admit it. They won't say it. They keep saying unfounded. It is not unfounded. I'm not saying it is right to shoot people who bully you, but bullying is something that we've got to eliminate. That has got, because it has now, it used to be just about childhood, but now it has carried over into adulthood. First of all, people are carrying the trauma of being bullied with them into adulthood. So when something similar or the exact Mm -hmm. same thing happens as adults, now we're more deadly because we're adults. We're not just going to fight. We may have a gun. We have a right to carry a gun, you know, and these devastating things take place. But that's what they said early on. And they never said another word about it. I never know. Yeah. Yeah. I I know what it's like to live in, to work in a hostile work environment. So I understand. I get it. Yes. Um, but yeah, that, and then, you know, the one that you just mentioned in, you know, on the strip, um, yeah. haven't heard Ugh. a peep since it happened. And yeah, I think it's the leaders and I don't know, I don't know y'all's leaders, um, you know, all that well, um, Tracy Paulette, but I'm hearing things about Virginia Beach's leaders, um, that, you know, um, they're just not a good crop. I don't know. What, what is y'all's experience? I don't have one. As much as as I understand is, is, you know, and and this is with all due respect. 
It always is. <laughs> <laughs> that, that Virginia's always been a racist state. There you go. So, yeah. so you know, and, and but now they have you, a black city manager, though. Well, but but it's been a long time coming, and there's work to be done. There's work to be done. Okay, I agree with that. And yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, although you know, and 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 what gets me is. We've got the first, you know, whenever there's a black person who's doing something, we've got the first black person doing this. So yeah. this is the first black person that's been in this office. But that's a race, to me, that's a racist statement. I've always felt that way. And it yeah. always has been. So where <laughs> are- But is it, is, it, is it really, Tracy, is it really a racist statement? Because whose fault yeah. is it? That they're yeah, not yeah. there. Is yeah. it I don't know that it's racist. I wouldn't say it's racist. But but, but, I'm is, gonna tell but who's who's making it racist though is my point. Because if they're saying something to me, it sounds historical. I understand maybe first may sound like it's racist, but whose fault is it if they are the first? Is it the whole demographic? Is it a whole everybody that's voting for them? Is it the qualified people that try to go up for the job? You know what I'm saying? And no, I, no, I, I, don't, been... I don't think it's just, he, it's not just here. And I, right. I think that's, I think that's really general, just saying Virginia's a racist state well, because no. there's a whole, all of them have races well, in no, all no. those and states. I, but the question, the question that Linda presented Printed was that. what's yeah. going on with your leaders? I'm speaking, uh, I live in the state of Virginia. So I'm speaking to the Virginia the Commonwealth, if I mean, the fact okay. that it's always been depicted as a racist state. You know, a lot of slaves came through here. There, there's been. We're not the only state that, they, that slaves that, came I'm through. Speaking, I'm speaking to the question of your leaders. So I'm speaking to the Virginia. And yes, of course, the board is racism. Clearly, Mississippi, Alabama. Georgia, uh, really, there's been, this, there's been racism throughout as far as I know. I So what I'm saying in that respect is when I say it's a racist comment, I think that it's nobody's fault. Well, it is a fault because if we go back to the history, these are the same folk that wouldn't let Black folk read a book you understand what i'm saying that's what i mean so when when we finally get to a point that we can educate ourselves and that we're seen to be as just as intelligent as the white man if i can clear my throat yeah. then yes we then yes we get we get certain positions because we are equally if not more qualified than the white guy that I sit next to that's getting more money than me or the white girl that's got the position because of her skin color and her privilege. If I can, again, just tell, tell, tell my piece of the story. Again, the racism of the, of, of the nation. And that's why, that's the fault because they did not they had their their knees on our necks for so long, and that's why we are. 
and not so much just arriving, but that's why we are finally arriving in these certain prestigious positions because now we are qualified and now you can step aside because I am qualified. And because I'm qualified, I'm not gonna allow you to keep your knee on my neck, get your knee off my neck and let me move about. And so when I say it's a racist statement, I mean that sincerely because you're the first black person to do this and you're the first black person to do that. But because you did not give me the opportunity to prove my worth. So understanding your worth is very, very important. And I will say it again and again and again and again. It's a racist statement. And every time I hear it, it's a racist statement to me. Because the first are you black, saying it's racist in the context is like my best friend is black? Is is that what you mean? Oh, because not. when when you absolutely. when no, I don't okay, because that. when you say you're the first, to me, that's accolades. That's a wonderful thing. But, but I'm trying yeah. to understand the context that you're putting it in. You're saying as though, you know, my best friend is Black, so they're from that race. So that's yeah, what I, you're no, saying. I think it's more manipulation. I, what, I hear is more, what I hear is more manipulation. Okay, no? and, and well... I just wanted to tag on when um, Tracy was saying, you know, when you hear the the first black this, the first black that, you know, even with Kamala Harris as, as vice president, almost every time it is said, I always, and I never say this out loud, I always say it to myself, huh, that's a shame. I always, that is yeah, always my yeah, response. And, and the reason I, being I don't, is because the opportunities were not presented until now. And right. so we clap for right. that. We but it feels clap. like manipulation. Yeah. We clap, but damn it, we could have been done that. We could have right. done that. I don't, you know I, I mean? I, I'm not understanding it. I, um, I don't know if, if the word racist is what I would say, I but it not. kind of is it kind of is racist propaganda it's in a, a way. To me, period. It, it's it's I think it, just, you know, it's it's they're the first the first black. So therefore I, I Put it in a context and I agree, in another I way, agree. in another way, in another I way, because I am not told. I agree 100% with Paulette when she said that it's, it, well, historical, it's accolades, it, it's historical. Yeah, exactly. It I agree with that. So they're making history. They're, they're, yeah. they're presenting the history of it. Mm -hmm. But because we live in this racist country for so long the history of it is 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 has been racism if we had been treated equally from the front door we wouldn't have to be a first black nothing we could just it could just be well kamala harris is the vice president or okay or, but you know what tracy i, I got you however and, and I understand our history and I love our history. I really do. And I'm not saying to take away from it. I'm not saying to stop talking about it and all that good stuff. But things happen in a time which we don't know why God put things in place that happen at a certain time is the way that I feel like it. Now is the time. We're starting to see things change. We started seeing things change when um, Obama was in office. For eight years, we started to see things change. I've never in my life seen a president that was so so disrespected by so many people 
You start you started seeing people that was judges. You start seeing senators and you start seeing all these high up people saying things out of their mouth and they're being recorded and then they're losing their jobs behind this stuff. So things are changing. Things are changing and they're changing and going forward going forward and i love the idea of it's going forward and i i i just have an issue with continuing to live in the past i'm not saying that we shouldn't talk about it yeah it should have been done 100 200 300 years ago but it didn't it is happening now and we are alive to actually see this happen and hopefully we could groom this next group that's coming so that they could keep it going we're starting to see more black people as judges and more lawyers and more of them that are politicians in all these different states to start to try to make changes. And it's beautiful, it's beautiful. But to keep harping on the same thing, this is racist, that is racist, this is racist, that's racist, you're racist. When, when can we live in the glory of everything that is going on and say, yes, that stuff is racist. This is how I feel about it. But this is what we're going to do about it to make a change. Right. And you know what you just did there? Uh, it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a matter of changing the narrative. And that's exactly what you just did. And I, I applaud that. By all means, I don't I don't live in, in the past of anything. I am a present being. Uh, so no, no, I don't hire. But if if in my opinion, if you don't know your history, it will repeat in your face. And so what I'm what I'm saying is that the opportunities present themselves today to us. And so therefore we are moving ahead and we are doing big things and we are doing there is again very much work to do. However, when we accomplish something, I don't think that it should be a staple of the first black anything. She for example, Keisha Bottoms is the mayor of, of Atlanta. And I think that they depicted her as the first black mayor of such and such years, blah, 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 blah. Why can't she just be the mayor of Atlanta opposed to being the first black? Because well, what, let me let me interject you just for one second. And I and I think I'm I hear what you're saying, and I'm gonna try to connect what you're saying and what Paulette's saying. Um, being the first, when the second come, then we will stop saying the first. When the second and the third and the fourth and the fifth, but they gotta be your first first. And if it's the now is the time for that first to happen, then I don't believe yeah, I that's racist. That statement is irrelevant. But it will be I don't think so. That will be historic. It can't be irrelevant. It's right. It's it will be, it will be, it will not be, we will not be saying the first once the first happen, and that lays the ground for others to come behind that person. There is no need to say the first. But that hasn't okay. happened yet. Okay, well, we can agree to disagree because that's what we do. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, again, sure. It's my opinion, okay. and by no means do I live in the past. If anyone's in the present, it is I, um, because I know that you can't change. I don't worry about yesterday. 
I take care of today and tomorrow will take care of itself. That is my theory. Absolutely, absolutely. We don't you don't have to defend yourself. I'm just Yeah, no, I wasn't asking a, that. I was just, we were just no, that wasn't no defense. You know, That's the fact. Oh, okay. I didn't say oh, yeah. defense. Yeah. I said you were defending yourself. Oh no, <laughs> I did. No. I did. Yeah. I, I well, did. No, and I, that and was for our audience in case they don't know her. Yeah, we know we her. We weren't talking about you personally anyway. We were talking about yeah. the whole situation of the word racist and like you were saying, the first and all that. You know, don't. Because I wasn't, wasn't, I wasn't getting personally. it. I was trying to understand yeah. the context of it. And that's right, how we right, kind of right, like right. did that. that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Late, yeah. So great how about we. Great discussion. Well, great discussion, ladies. Thank you so much. This has been um Ooh, we needed to we needed to get this uh this stuff out and I'm glad we've had yeah. we had such an animated discussion. Me um too. there's more to come with this as well. I've got some other things I want to bring up and I see you ladies uh chomping at the bit to bring up some other topics too and we'll definitely add on to this. Please listen to us in our upcoming episodes. Uh before we go, I do want to let you know where to find us on Facebook. We are at uncorked in conversation. That is uncorked dash the letter n dash conversation on facebook at uncorked in convo and on twitter at uncorked in at uncorked capital letter n so please give us a listen and of course we are, we are on all uh podcast streaming services take a listen to us leave us a review we would love to hear uh your feedback so definitely leave us a review. Thanks again, ladies. And until next time. Be well. Thank you for listening to Uncorked in Conversation. This podcast is co-hosted by Linda White, April N. Brown, Tracy Langford, Paulette Irvy, and Sarita Boston. It is produced and edited by April N. Brown. The music is by Ben Sound.